You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. You know, this week, Melanie, I needed that. I needed that word you spoke. Um, some of you may have noticed, but I've, I've physically been holding those keys all week. I just needed them in my hand. Because the Lord was showing me stuff and leading me into stuff and allowing me to feel things. Whew. We're heavy. You ever encounter a time where the Lord just allows you to feel what those around you are feeling? Man, and what has plagued my mind all week, and the Lord has allowed it, is what can we do? What can we do? And with that has come concern, anxiousness, but the word that he wanted me to feel, and I'm sure you guys have felt it too, associated with that question, is despair. Despair is the complete loss or absence of hope. He he wanted me to feel that because there are a lot of people around us that feel that, that live in that place of despair. And they ask that question, what can I do? And then despair is what they live in. And it keeps them from moving forward. It just stops them in their tracks. But the Lord never leads us into anything that we're not equipped for, right? 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 Several months ago, he called this place a place of hope, that this would be as anointed as a place of hope for our communities and for the people in it, that they would see this place and the children that gather here, and there would be hope. And I had to remember Luke ten 19. I'm just going to read it over you real quick. It's true about all of us. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Amen? Man, this world needs people that believe that and walk in authority under that. And the Lord also had me reflecting on 2 Corinthians. Oh goodness, where is it? 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair. We don't have to understand everything that's going on out there, but we are not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Amen? The Lord started reminding me and playing through all these things that He's spoken. Church, I, I encourage you, the things that He has spoken over this house, write them down. Because it's in times like this where He has us reflecting over the things that He has spoken over us. It is important and it is crucial to always be able to recall what the Lord has spoken over you. He's called us a place of hope, but He's also called us to be an EMS service, right? He has called this an emergency room for a lot of years. 
And that is still the case. This is still an emergency room. And we see that. We saw that through Kennedy's testimony. An emergency room. Needing help now. Needing it now. She received it without hesitation. Immediately. We're seeing that. But he's also called us an EMS service. And before, before um, the Lord called me to be head pastor, or before I listened to him calling me to be head pastor, he had asked me to be a bridge builder. I want you to be a bridge builder. There's a lot of division out here. It's everywhere. And it's a, there's a lot within the Christian community. In our pursuit of Christ, we have divided each other. That don't make any sense. The Lord said, be bridge builders. What is an EMS but a bridge builder? Think about it. What does he do but extend the help of the hospital in a place where it's needed right then and there? He builds that bridge. He constructs that bridge. These people build that bridge. We've been called to be bridge builders. You have been called to be a bridge builder. In 1 Peter 3.8 it says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. That needs to be reflective of us. That needs to be true about us. 1 Corinthians 1.10 I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. And then if you want to, we're not going to read it, but in John 17, what is the prayer? The last prayer that He speaks over us. And in John 16, and in John 15, what is the Lord consistently asking for? Unity. You will be known as My disciples by your love for one another. And His prayer His desperate prayer, pleading before the Father, is that we would be united. And the Lord is calling us into a season that the children of God would be united again. And that you will be a bridge builder to make that possible. That's a big anointing. That's a big deal. He's looked across the world and He's found you to be the ones that He would anoint as bridge builders. He has called you to answer And to say yes, and to live in step with the Spirit as a bridge builder, bringing unity into a place that has not known it. That it would exist forevermore. He has called you to be a bridge builder. Are we dedicated to that though? Are we dedicated to it, church? The fire that He is releasing is kindness. We've seen that. We've heard that. And we've accepted that. You've got to recognize you've accepted it. So what comes next? It's on you. It's your fault. It's on you. Because you've said, go ahead, Lord. Right then and in there singing that song, you've just said, go for it. Do what you've got to do, Lord. So what comes next is on you. And you've accepted it. So let's get excited about it. Let's be dedicated to it. Let us not just be words, but let us also be deeds. So that what we structure, what our lives look like, will be structured around that acceptance of that word. That this fire that He has brought is kindness, and that we have been called to be bridge builders.
and that we are moving forward. He has spoken that it is time for action. It is time for action. We have had, I was talking with Jay about this and reflecting over the few years that I got to be a part of Randy as my pastor. A lot of you were here for all, all of those years. And you're talking about an extensive amount of teaching. An extensive amount of teaching. From the Spirit of God, good teaching from the heart of the Father. Do you think He's just called us into another 12 years of more teaching? No. I can't look at a single one of Randy's words and think, you know what, I need to add to that. We need to revisit that word. All I see is, man, that's equipped that we can live in action now. Every single one of those words was so that we were totally ready, fully equipped, fully prepared to step into a fullness of action. Like I said, it's no longer a battle plan. It's no longer talking about the day that we move. It's charging in completely and totally in fullness of power, in the fullness of what the Lord has for us. There's no more waiting on God to tell us what to do. He's told you what to do. Bring kindness into every place that you can. Be vessels for the kindness of God. And the waiting, Jay said this in our conversation yesterday. He said the waiting, we are, because Galatians 5.25, the Lord won't let me get rid of this, so you guys might as well just memorize it now, write it on your hearts. If we live by the Spirit, let us also live in step with the Spirit. Okay? So if we're in step with the Spirit, you know what the waiting of God is? You know where that's at? It's in the time that my foot lifts off the ground before it hits again. That's it. Because we're always moving. We're made for an ever-increasing glory. And we haven't, we haven't finished. We haven't finished the game. Oh, I got all the glory. I'm done. Ever-increasing. So every day you are on this earth, it is made for an ever-increasing glory. We are meant to be moving. We are meant to be in action. Turn with me to James 2, 14. Now, all of this is just setting up what the Lord has said is, what is next? What is next for us? What specifically He wants to see in us as a corporate body? Now, individually, He's called you into action. He's called you to be that kindness, that vessel for kindness. So everywhere, every breath that you breathe, every place that you go, you know that you're bringing the kindness of God into those places because you have been anointed and you have said yes to it. But what is He calling us corporately into. Now, this is a popular passage, but just hang with me. James 2, 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? That has been our answer for a long time. The church as a whole. Not specifically this house, but the church across the world, that has been our answer. Be blessed. What? They don't work. They need the works. They need the action. So also, by faith itself, it does not have so also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. 
But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was activated along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Church, we have been called into action. We have been called into action. But what action? How do we start building bridges? How do we start administering the kindness of God into our communities? Turn to Acts 2. Popular passage. You should almost have this memorized by now. What action? What step? What are we in step with the Spirit? What does that look like? Specifically, what is each step right now? And the Lord has shown us. The Lord has spoken it. And this is what it is. Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were pressing in, and the release came. They were pressing in, they were pursuing the Father, and the power came. The authority came. It was released to them. Look at Acts 2 verse 42, right? We know what happens. 3,000 souls saved right then and there. Lord does this work, speaks through Peter. We have the first church. Verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayers. They devoted themselves to pressing into God. They devoted themselves. They were always focused on God, never looking back. Just as Randy taught this morning in Sunday school. Focused on what was ahead. Focused on what God had in front of them. Focused on Jesus. And they were devoted to Him. They were pressing into Him. Now look what happens in verse 43. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And we know what happens next. We see this specific act of, act of obedience that they were called into. They devoted themselves and they pressed into God. And because of that, we have this fruit. We have this miraculous nature. We have this favor in the community. We have them walking specifically in obedience. But they were first pressing in. And that got me thinking, every great move of God that you can read about and hear, that you can Google, things that have happened, uh, the Azusa Street Revival, uh, the revival, um, 
Uh, there's a lot of them, and I'm not good with names. There's a lot of them. Just Google revivals, okay? I promise I did it. I was looking. But I'll tell you, the one trend that was found every single time is that there were a people that were first found pressing into God. Pressing into God. And I need you to remember the word that the Lord spoke to me when I was teaching little third graders how to swim at the school. Last fall, the Lord said that He is calling on the intercessors. He is calling on those that will press in and pursue Him. And don't forget the word that He brought through Randy. That we have been called to be the third member of this intercessory team before the Father. We have the Son, we have the Spirit, and then there's us. In unity with them before the throne of God, interceding for the world around us. Every, every great move of God came when He found His people pressing in. When there arose a people of prayer, God moved in power. So what is our first actionable step in this season? What has He called us corporately into? I'll tell you. You know, I've wrestled with what the Lord would do Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. I just, I want it to be His. I don't want to just do what, what we've done. That's what the Lord told Randy to do. That doesn't mean that's what we need to keep doing. So I want it to be all God's. He has to build it. And in that, the Lord spoke yesterday, clear as day. It is time for this house to be a house of prayer. It is time for the people that gather in this house to be a people of prayer. Because in that place, I will release the fullness of all that I have. They have to press in. They have to press in. We can't expect this great move of God that we've talked about to just come because we meet on a Sunday and a Wednesday. And we just gather together for a little bit of teaching, then we go home. We cannot expect that. There has to be more. Can, can you, can you, are you with me? Because where in history has that ever been the case? A group of people were faithful to gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 and the move of God was profound. I'm not saying anything against meeting at church. I love this time because we get to be together. But it is specific and it is for a purpose. And it has to look like what the Lord wants it to look like. So Sunday nights will look like this until the Lord changes it. And the Lord's going to construct it. But as of right now, Sunday nights will be for intercession. Sunday nights will be for prayer. Now there's a structure. It's not like I'm going to open the doors. You're going to come in, you run around, and then leave. There's a structure. The Lord has a specific structure that He wants right now. And He has the total freedom. He knows He has the total freedom to change that and construct that in whatever way He wants. But as of right now, and I'll explain it more tonight as we meet, because we will have Sunday service this evening. We will begin this intercession right now. And when I was thinking about everything going on and processing what we're supposed to do, if we're supposed to meet, if we need to dial back when we're meeting, what we need to do specifically, there was nothing in me that was okay with that. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Parker having a problem with it. It was the Spirit of God saying, no, it's action time right now. We may meet once and the Lord may say, no more. Intercede at home. I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, the Lord wants us to meet tonight to begin interceding over our communities, 
over the people. That's the first act of kindness that he has for us as a corporate body is that we would begin to intercede for the people that we desire to encounter the kindness of God. That's what he's called us to do. I'm telling you though, every great move of God came because there were a people of prayer pressing in. We just see it. The release of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told them, press in. And they did it. And the Spirit of God was released to them. A people, the first church, were pressing in. Dedicated to the Father. Pursuing the Father. Pressing into the Father. And awe and miracles came. And they walked in obedience. And they had favor in their entire community. And the Lord added to their number day by day those that were being saved. We've got to find ourselves and be a people of prayer. A people that are willing to do the work. It is time for the work. Do you receive that? I'm telling you, it's time to get busy. It's time to start working. We have to pursue and press into God. And that is the first, I'm telling you, you, some of you have been waiting and I've given you the instruction right now. The Lord has said, as a corporate body, how you give kindness, how you establish my kindness in the kingdom of heaven in your communities, in your homes, to your neighbors, to the people in your workplace. How you start is you show up and you begin to intercede for them. You begin to press in that they would encounter the goodness of God. We begin to press in. So we'll have a structure tonight. When you come at 6 o'clock, be here for an hour. We'll have, a, we'll have a structure for how we can begin to pray specifically for specific things that the Lord has given for that day to intercede on. And I'm telling you, be, let's be a people of prayer. Let's be a people of action. Not just partakers but people that desire to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth in whatever way the Lord says. I'm telling you, you, I've kind of tricked you, or the Lord tricked you, but you sang those words. Make me whatever you want me to be. And you said yes. You've signed up. I'll see you here tonight. You've already done it. You did it. There's a reason the Lord wanted us singing that song. It's not like Jay and I were thinking, how can we trick them into showing up and praying? That's not, that's not our conversation. We've tried that. It had never worked, though. This time, that's what the Lord wanted. He wanted you to recognize the words you were singing before He gave you the word He had for you this morning. It was important for Him that you agree with His heart before He delivered this word this morning. Now, I don't know specifically who in here agreed, who didn't agree, who sang those words, believing it, and who didn't. But I'm, personally, I'm just going to believe that all of you did. Every one of you sang these words, make me a vessel, make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all that you have given me. So Jesus, bring new wine out of me. That there would be a new flame in each and every one of us, upon each and every one of us. So how we start doing that is we begin to press in and intercede for our community that God would move in power. We have to recognize that He has called us into action and He's just given us the first actionable step.
in this pursuing the Spirit, in living in step with the Spirit, in this waiting that we've had in our next step, he's highlighted what your next step will be. It's intercession. He's spoken that from a long time ago, months and months and months ago. He said that he is calling upon the intercessors. That happened for a reason. And I'm telling you, you are counted among those that he has called to be intercessors. And so we're going to start tonight. Jay, you can come on up and lead us in whatever's next. But we are going to start this evening at 6 o'clock. We are going to gather together. And we are going to intercede on the topics the Lord gives us for this evening. For right now. We are going to intercede with the Spirit and the Son of God in accordance to what they're interceding for right now. He's going to highlight us. He's going to, he's going to meet us here and He's going to tell us, hey, this is what me and Jesus are praying before the Father. You want to join. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to join with the Spirit of God and the Son of God this evening in intercession. Are you okay with that? You all right with it? We've been called to action. You have been called to action. It's time. Be in step with the Spirit of God. It is time for action. The world doesn't need us to just keep and learn, keep learning about God and then going and living our life and not doing anything with it. You have been equipped. You have been made ready. For 12 years, He has prepared you for this day. Right now, He has prepared you. He has equipped you. So receive it. You have said, that your desire, you have said to God this morning, make me into whatever you would have me be. And that is an intercessor. Right now, that's an intercessor. Every great move. I'm telling you, go look. Every great move of God you've ever heard about. Go look what was found first. The people of prayer. So Lord, that's what we pray for that that would be true of our hearts, that we would be intercessors that pursue You and intercede with You, the Spirit of God and the Son of God on behalf of our communities, that we would press in with all that we have. Lord, and You would release the fullness. You would release this new power, this new flame in this place. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. Pray that you would find us to be good stewards of the time that you have given us. This life is yours. And so if you have called us into something, it's your life. And we will be obedient to it. Lord, and I pray that your urgency continue to grow. And that we see you move at the rate that you've been moving immediately. That we would see we would intercede tonight and that tomorrow we would have testimony of those prayers fulfilled. Amen? Amen. Come on. That the second that those words leave your lips, it would be done. That the Lord's urgency would continue and only grow. That the second the children of God, the sons and daughters, the heirs to the kingdom of heaven speak into existence of work of God 
they would immediately see the fruit of that work. That each week, each week, each and every day, we would see the fruit of this intercession. Father God, and that this place would become like a boiler room. That this place would be where the the fire is stoked. The fire is built. That this time of intercession would be where the move of God is fueled. Because the children of God are continually pouring into what you're doing. Pressing into what you're doing. Speaking into existence the desires of your heart. After all, that's what prayer is, Lord. When we pray in accordance to the Spirit who gives us utterance, all we're speaking into existence is the desires of your heart. And you desperately want to do those things. So I pray that we would be a people unified in Spirit, praying into existence the desires of your heart. And that because of this time that you have highlighted, that you have anointed, that our communities would be forever changed. Children of God, I pray that you would just dream big dreams of what can be possible in this time. Of what the Lord can establish in this time. Here on this earth, how the kingdom can be established. That it could go beyond what we can even comprehend. That the kingdom of heaven will be established established in such a mighty and powerful way that we could not believe our eyes when we see it. Lord, we will be obedient. We will be made into whatever you would have us be. So Lord, we are excited for what this obedience will bring, what this intercession will bring. And we want it, Lord. We want to be people of action. We want this great move of God. We don't want to talk about the greatness of God as a far-off thing in the past. But we want to speak of it with testimony of what the Lord is doing each and every day. We want to talk about the display of the power of God, the goodness of God that we see in our daily lives, the unexplainable nature of God that we see in our daily lives. Lord, I pray that you would find us a people and a house that are pressing into you, pressing into you, that you could release the fullness of all that you have now in this season, Father. Find us ready. Find us willing. Find us to be active participants in this move of God. Not bystanders. Not observers. But participants. Soldiers fighting for the establishment of the kingdom of God here on earth. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.